Please join with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in the gift of salvation which you have given to us through the sacrifice of your only Son on a cross. Help us to to live in your grace and mercy each day, understanding that that gift of salvation is ours each and every day. And help us, O oh Lord, in the midst of, of challenging and difficult times to find our strength in you and the courage granted by your Holy Spirit to live our faith in this world and in the midst of a culture that so often rejects you. Help us, O oh Lord, that the light of the gospel would shine through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In our epistle lesson today, St. Paul is writing once again to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth was, was not an easy church because Corinth was not an easy place to live at least if you were going to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Corinth was, in its time, a place of, how shall we say this, debauchery, unethical and immoral behaviors, the worship of false gods and goddesses, which again often involved temple rites that were immoral. It was, to put it perhaps in our terms, a, a den of iniquity and sin. And to go into that culture and to begin to plant the gospel of Jesus Christ in a people who have lived that way is not easy. And yet Paul did it. This is the second letter that he has written to them. It's one of the few times in Scripture that we have a second letter to one of the places that Paul has established the church. And we read, Working together with him, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. To remember that it is the grace of God that brings salvation 
to simply know the truth and to not live the truth, which we'll get to in a little bit, is to receive the gospel in vain. It's not having an impact on your life or even on the lives of those around you. For God says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And in a day of salvation, I have helped you. And we know that that day of salvation was that day that Jesus Christ died on the cross for a multitude of sins, for the sins of the whole world, for my sins and your sins, and for the sins of the Corinthians. And so Paul goes on to say, Behold, now is the time. Now is the favorable time. Now is the day of salvation. He reminds us that if we live in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that every day we live in that gospel is a day of salvation. And we need not live in the fear of the world or of what the world can do to us because salvation is ours. We need to remember that. Because the devil certainly does. The world certainly does, even though it may not admit it. Paul goes on to say, we put no obstacle in anyone's ways that, that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Why? Because the devil, you see, is going to throw all sorts of obstacles in our way. The devil doesn't want us to live our faith. He doesn't want us to share it with others. He doesn't want the gospel proclaimed to a culture that is dying in its own sin. And so he's going to throw every obstacle across the way. We see Jesus even encountering that. We see it as he interacts with the demons from time to time. And we see it as he even has to... Tell Peter, get behind me, Satan. We see it in our gospel lesson today as, as even the wind and the waves try to swamp the boat to drown the Savior of the world. And we see it in our own world as we try to live the gospel in an ever-increasingly difficult world. But read these things and you realize that this isn't the first time the church has been in such a place. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. And we see what Christians in the early church were enduring. 
And yet, while they were enduring all of that, they kept their focus on the mission of the gospel. Their feet were well grounded in the promises of salvation in Jesus Christ. And they knew that there was no other name under heaven by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. You see, the things that Paul just talked about very much bring to mind what Jesus said, that if we're going to be his disciples, we got to pick up his cross and carry it in our world to be his witnesses, to share the love of Jesus Christ even when the world is kicking sand in our face, to share the gospel in actions of love and mercy and word, as we would say, and in deed. And in the midst of all that the world is doing or all that the world is trying to do to, to tear us down, we need to remember to focus not on those things, but to rather focus on the goal. To fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The one who went to the cross and who died for us to put our, our focus on that goal in the midst of what's going on as the world tries to destroy, it's to say, Lord, my life, my time, my talents, my treasures, my resources, all of, of who I am in, in this world, it belongs to you because you are the one that, that shaped me, formed me, created me, and you're the one who, who died on a cross for my sins. Paul goes on to write how we withstand those things that the world and our culture throw at us. He said, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, and genuine love. I was a little bit curious as to why Paul would put his words together in that order you would expect to see the Holy Spirit first in the list. But I think Paul is smart enough to know how it is that we think. We say, okay, by purity and knowledge and patience and kindness. And we start to try to do those things. Okay, I'm living my life pretty good in purity and I'm, I'm learning God's word and the knowledge and then we get a little stuck on the patience and the kindness. And Paul interrupts us and says, oh, with the Holy Spirit. You see, we often begin to try to do the things that God calls us to do, but we fail to go to him first in prayer and to say, God, please empower me with your Holy Spirit that I can live this day for you and not for myself and that I can bear witness to you in word and deed with whatever the world throws 
my way. That I can stand firm on the solid foundation, the rock of my salvation, my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he says, genuine love. Genuine love. Not a love that comes and flows from our own heart because, you see, that's kind of a, a love that sometimes isn't very genuine. It's a love that maybe might have a little bit of a, a selfish purpose to it. It's a love that maybe has limits or boundaries. You see, genuine love requires that we, we see people with the eyes of Jesus. And that we see Jesus with eyes of love and mercy and grace. Jesus is in the boat with his disciples. He's tired. He's exhausted from the ministry he's been doing, and he goes and falls asleep in the back of the boat, in the stern, on some cushions. And the wind and the waves come up. They start coming over the sides of the boat, and the disciples are panicking. Anybody here ever been in that kind of a condition on a lake I have I was the only guy in the boat and you can't bail fast enough so you just open that engine up wide and you start heading for the nearest shore and you pray that you make it in time and you don't worry about docking the boat nicely you run it up on the ground it's a scary time Watch the waves come over your boat in such a way that it's pretty much full of water by the time you get it ashore. They're panicking. Teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? You know what they're really saying is? Grab a bucket and start bailing. Because you see, we expect God to do it the way that we think it should be done. Never in their wildest dreams do they expect to hear the words, Peace, be still. That's the farthest thing from their thoughts. They never ask Him to take the storm away. But he stands in that place of authority over all of creation and over our lives. Peace, be still. 
You see, when the wind and the waves of this world, of the culture that tries to destroy uh, who we are and what we teach and what we stand for, we need to remember that we have a Savior who is there in our lives and who's saying into our ears each and every day, remember, peace, be still. It echoes for me my favorite verse in the Psalms. Be still and know that I am God. The wind and the waves of this world calm in the presence of Almighty God. And the power of the gospel still has an impact and still makes a difference in people's lives. The winds cease, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? I love this little section because their first fears of the wind and the waves and the fact that they're perishing. And Jesus confronts them with that fear, have you no faith? And then it goes on to say, and they were filled with great fear. Who is this? Who is this Jesus that even the wind and the sea obey him. I think they realize in some way deep down that they are in that boat with the almighty God. And they're a bit afraid. Perhaps in our own fears as we look around at the world and how the world rejects but also receives, how the world sees Christianity as dying or passe, and yet we still live. The world thinks that somehow we push out falsehoods and yet we still speak the truth. How the world somehow wants to limit and restrict and punish. And yet we still proclaim we are here. The message hasn't changed in 2,000 years. We possess the true treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's the focus, that we share that gospel with the world so that people see the saving cross of Jesus Christ. That's the message we hold in our hands and in our hearts. That's what we proclaim. And to remind people that it's never too late to know Jesus. Because each day, Every day is a day 
of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.